This is uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Hello. Oh. <laughs> I guess we should test the whole uh, range of the volume on this now yeah. that we know that it actually works. Guess what, y'all? We got some equipment, and we just spent the last 700 hours of our life trying to figure it out. And I'm, I think we might have gotten it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like 2022, right? There's probably a new president. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, so we wanted to give you guys a quick little mini episode, not really talking about an uncomfortable topic per se, but maybe just a topic that's a little squeamish. I feel like it would be super fucking uncomfortable to be a zombie. Yeah. Our topic today is zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that might be a very, very uncomfortable state of being, is well, zombies. Why brains? Um... So I know that the original, like, the original, like, George Romero social statement, I think, was, like, mindless consumerism, which was, like, why they went to the mall when they were... Mm. <laughs> but that was Dawn of the Dead anyway, so that was, like, way later. But um, I think that was one of the original concepts behind it, but I think then it just got really convenient. And I also think the brains thing is kind of a joke, because modern, more modern zombies just... Maim. Eat you. They yeah. just eat you. And um, okay, so one of my favorite franchises, I actually, <laughs> with uh, the podcast I do with Sam Weed, I I had to like this was the franchise that I chose to defend. It was the Resident Evil franchise because I, I fucking love love spooky. Love Resident Evil. Mila Jovovich, we love you. When did um, that first one come out? I feel like I want to say I was relatively young and I loved it. You probably were. I don't know why, but I. I want to say either, okay, this might be a weird combination, but 97 or 2001. Like, it was, like, <laughs> it was very early on. Like, this has been, like, a more than one decade thing. Um, yeah. And now I think there's seven or eight of them. I think what set me over the edge of that movie was the little British hologram girl. <laughs> yeah. There's just some level of creepy when it comes to having children in horror films, especially holographic children, and especially children with accents that are different from your own. Yeah, especially because that's actually based off of a real kid, which you find out later, and you meet the kid. That's weird. <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. Um... Did you also know that the dude who made those movies is her husband, and he basically just did it as, like, a labor of love because people love them so much that they kept just being, like, more Mila zombie fighter, and, like, just, like, loved it so much that they just That's kept, great. They just kept bringing it back. That's some dedication right there. Yeah, it's pretty uh, fantastic. So in that one, I think it's literally just that you get brought down to your most base instincts because that's the only thing that can be reanimated. That whatever brought you back, I think, is the concept. That whatever brought you back only brought the most basic of you back. So the only thing that you know to do is to feed. Which, like, I'm like, all right, but even animals don't go out and just bite shit in the face. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Word. So I think uh, my favorite version of zombie is the rage virus zombie. Just because they're so utterly terrifying. Those ones are pretty... That's that's it. That's that's the maximum for me. Yeah. I yeah. think that if... Listen, if there was a real zombie apocalypse, it'd be one <laughs> or two ways. One, it would be the zombie-like state of drooling and just craving something that's probably maybe the most difficult organ to get to in a body. I don't know, considering it's covered <laughs> by a skull. The, um, the most protected organ. <laughs> yeah, or it's the version where you're just, like, balls out, PCP, uh, bath salts, rage out wanting to just murder everyone around you yeah Literally you know what <laughs> now that i think of it 
bath salts were on to something. They fucking were. That was leading down a road towards something similar to what's happening now. Mix those with PCP and who knows what might happen. <laughs> that would be some, uh, what was that one? World War Z. That would oh, be some was World War Z shit. I always think of that scene when um, that body, like the, like, the, like the wall of bodies is being built because they have that barricade. I think it's in Israel. It's yes. Like at, it's, like, it's like that wall between yes. like, uh, like the Palestinian part and the Israeli part. And there's just a massive amount of people that are literally so filled with like murderous rage that they are just piling onto them. Like there's like thousands of people in that pile. Yeah. It's a oh, wild scene. And you're so angry at everyone else who's making noise and cheering on the other side like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, we, do you not hear this wall of rage coming over the wall? You're like, geez, stop. Do you Shh. know what's happening? Shh. Run the other way. Yeah. I do always think of him taping magazines to his arms and legs and how completely brilliant that was. That was really smart. Because I... Never I, thought of that before. Yeah, that one was one... I was actually just going to ask you what uh, your tactic, do you think, would be if you would... Uh, do you think you'd hunker down or would you, like, go on the run? And, like, would you have tactics like that? Because I wouldn't have fucking thought of that. No, I would not have thought of magazines. <laughs> yeah. I will think of magazines now. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, that's a very good question. It depends on the type of zombie. I think that if it's something like the rage virus zombie, uh, the boat was not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, but I do know with any other type of zombie, my dad's an adamant gun collector, so I'd probably go there first. (laughs) Okay, cool, cool. Um, then I would try to manifest into the girl from the first 28 days later that has the machete yeah and just like rage out like she does Fuck and, like yeah. she's such a badass yeah so i'd probably just try to do that she's, she's super sad i feel like if i had arm protection i would vie for also something very sharp like a like a samurai sword or a machete or something of the like mm-hmm. i think that would be a good way very like um michonne of the walking dead also she she does something similar so mm-hmm. i feel like um that would be, uh, I don't want to call it fun, because fun might not be the right <laughs> word, but I feel like that would be, like, a fun direction to take it, just because, mm-hmm. I don't know, most of the zombie necks look kind of de- decomposed, like, they look like they'd be kind of easy to cut through. Yeah, I mean, what's what state are we in when we learn about what's happening? Do we yeah. know what's coming? Do we not know what's coming? Does it happen all of a sudden? Do we have weeks to prepare? There's so many factors that play into it. I don't know, man. I feel like most of them, that's why I remember when I heard about that dude who would, like, turn that dude's face off. I remember hearing about that and thinking to myself, is oh, this, this is it. it. This, is, yeah. this is ground zero. Like, this is the first day. We're going to think back to this day. And I remember literally, I like almost had a panic attack that day. And it was literally just too much fucking sci-fi. Because I, I, heard, I remember hearing that story and I remember hearing the like quizzical nature in the reporter's voice who was like talking about it. He tore his face off? Yeah. I'm Ron Burgundy? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy? Exactly. It was just very like, people didn't sound concerned enough. So I immediately was like, this is the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think that's kind of going to be the MO with that, though, is that it'll start, if it does, you know, I mean, it's I never going to happen, but if it does happen, <laughs> it's going to be people going, yeah, right, it's yeah, not going to happen. Exactly. But then I also felt that way about, like, all, okay, every end of the world theory that has, like, brought us up until today that, like, uh, you know, like, the Mayan calendar, every apocalypse. The Mayan calendar. All of the things that were supposed to already happen. Every time, there's always that part of me. I'm not I'm not going to lie. There's always that part of me where, like, even though 99% of me is like, what the fuck, of course nothing's going to happen. There's always one part of me that's like, 
what if I get left behind because my dumbass didn't believe any of this? Yeah, what point does the, is it your brain just trying to survive and convince yourself that this imminent threat isn't real? And what part of you is it just being ignorant? Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know how to begin to make that distinction because I think so much of it is survival and you really try to, like, step outside your own head to say, like, oh, would I know? But you wouldn't because your brain your brain is what's telling you to even to, like, coach yourself into that. So, like, maybe you're just too afraid to admit it and you know something's really wrong and, like, you really should have stocked up on some shit in the basement and, like, sh- sharpened some weapons. Yeah. I don't know because I, f- I honestly feel like I would I would be hunkering down I don't know why I don't feel like that's ever been a good move in any like example of this that I've seen but I don't I feel like groups die faster when they run dude there's always that one survivor and I just know my I know my chances dude I'm not gonna be that I'm not gonna be the like lone wolf person at the end who fucking survives I'm gonna be like the second person (laughs) who dies who was like too nice and like saying something funny five seconds before and then turns her face too fast and there's like a zombie eating her cheek like right there because she was like, hey. See, I'm the survivor. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm the not. ruthless motherfucker who's gonna chop your head off. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. So, I okay. wish I was, and I pretend I am, but I'm not. <laughs> so, given four circumstances, which one do you choose? Okay. A bomb shelter. Okay. A boat. Okay. Of your size and choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh, your home or a publication, like they go to the mall or they go to, I don't know, Home Depot or whatever. God damn, I love when they go to stores just because it'd be so fucking fun to just do whatever you want in a place like that. Like, to just live in fucking Home Depot. But my only premise on any of those, honestly, is, like, is my home my regular home? Like, I just came home today and the windows are just fucking regular glass. Or Let's is say this, you have like, I had 48 hours to prep. <laughs> 48 weeks. Okay, four, 48 weeks. No, God 48 damn. hours. 48 hours. <laughs> 48, <laughs> 48 weeks. My home, damn, is, my, home is my bunker. Exactly. Sure. I, I break all the windows. Dig my own bomb shelter at that point. <laughs> exactly. No, 48 hours. Um, damn. We're talking like sign status where they had basically a couple of days to prepare. Yeah. They kind of knew what was happening, what was coming. I might. So the two that I want to, I want to say bomb shelter and I want to say boat because boat, the isolation is so much more important than the, like, impact shelter at that point, just because, like, if if contagion is your problem, isolation is a huge part of that solution. My only concern with the boat is, like, am I going to have to leave the dock? Do I need to power this boat? And where am I going to refuel it? Like, those are my only concerns about a boat. And are fish still a viable food source? Yeah. Unless it was that really cool thing that that kid built for, um, like, eating ocean trash that's, like, self... (laughs) <laughs> it's, like, yeah. self-fueling. It's a solar power. Mm-hmm. If it was something that I could also have, like, solar power on and, like, adjust, yeah, I would definitely say boat. Because I think the most important in that is isolation. Yeah. So out of those well, four. At what point do you run out of clean drinking water on a boat? Uh, desalination tank is the most important. Have yeah. you seen Fear the Walking Dead, the second one? There was this dude in it that just had this boat. It was literally, like, a dream yacht. It was a fancy-ass, beautiful yacht. And it literally had, like, a desalination tank, a, like, backup fuel tank. It had all this shit to survive for months, I think. It was it was wild. It was, And I honestly, like, I think of that yacht because it was also, like, really pretty and, like, a really big yacht. Mm-hmm. And um, it was basically a fortress. And mm-hmm. that was, like, a really cool idea. I think 48 hours to... Per- I wouldn't choose the bomb shelter. Okay. A, you would never know what was going on upstairs yeah. in the real world. It'd be like Blasphemous Pass, where you don't know what's really happening. Yeah. And I would get way too claustrophobic, and I would for sure just I lose, feel like my, I lose my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to say I wouldn't do a public place just because I wouldn't know 
the surroundings like I know my home. Mm-hmm. But boat is hard because there's so many factors. If you only have 48 hours to prepare, I don't think boat is, is feasible. Unless you currently own a boat that's kind of already stocked to the gills. Oh, yeah. But I think my home would be the way to go. Yeah, right? Because... 48 hours, you know your house, you know what you do to fortify it the most. Yeah. So I think the hardest part with that, would yeah, it would be, like, the craziness and looting. You always see those in movies where yeah. it's, like, everyone going batshit and, like, robbing all the stores and just grabbing everything. Yeah. Oh. And this is one of those situations, like, we're just getting to one of those eras that I honestly, like, I love where I live. Like, I live fairly, like, urban location just because I'm pretty close. I, we are downtown. And I feel like I, I love it for all of the reasons that you would, like, when you move to a certain type of area, like rural versus suburban versus urban, there's certain factors that come into each one. I love it for all of the factors that it is, like convenience, um, closeness. I like being around people. I like all of the community, everything like that. I do think the eras that we're coming up on with, like, all of the natural disasters that we're having and, (laughs) in this scenario, zombies, this is one of those eras where you'd be better off living in a rural area because... I think that we're approaching a time, maybe it's just me becoming a cynical adult, but we're approaching time where living in the wilderness by yourself has a lot more benefits than living in the city. Maybe that's me being super privileged with that idea. I don't but know. I, okay, so there is obvi- there's always a level of privilege by being able to say, like, oh, I would just do this. But that's obviously also just wishful thinking. We're all allowed to just, like, daydream about whatever the fuck yeah. we want, right? I think my thing is my lifelong dream is to have a sanctuary farm. Yeah. And just be surrounded by a bunch of cute animals. Yeah. And, like... You know. And I think that's the thing is because I've, for the past several years, I've started tending towards wanting to, like, homestead and, like, wanting a bunch of land to literally just, like, have random fucking rescue animals mm-hmm. on and just do whatever. That I think, I keep thinking to myself, like, yeah, if I if it was a big enough piece of land and you, it was, you know, at least advantageous in a way where, like, your house isn't at, like, the bottom of the valley or something where you could see if people were approaching, that, like, yeah fortify your shit, have stuff at your boundaries, yeah. know what's going on, and, like, be, be like that family. I keep, walk, I keep talking about The Walking Dead, but be like, um, I don't fucking remember their names, but they had a big-ass farm, and everybody showed up on it one day because the zombies were coming, and they helped them because mm-hmm. they could, and they had mm-hmm. hella food. Zombies, man. Zombies. Brave. You know it would be ideal? Hmm. Shaun of the Dead zombies. Shaun of the Dead zombies would be perfect, but also Shaun of the Dead would be perfect. Like, <clears throat> having those two dudes, I don't care. I feel like their amount of chill with what was going on. <laughs> he became a zombie. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. He became a zombie and they were still playing video games together. I love that. The way he played too is like, you probably got the same score you were getting before anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they could pretend to be zombies and still fit in, that's the level of commitment I want to this whole yeah. idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think I could pretend pretty well. Or some fake blood on me. So I like that. Yeah, I like the pretending. And then I also know that, again, to go back there, I know Walking Dead and other shows have done it, too, of covering yourself in the blood. It's, like, so gross, but it's, it's like... It reminds me of Predator. Yeah. When Arnold does it with all the mud. All the mud to cool down his body temperature. Yeah, well, he can't see his internal temp anymore. Yeah. It's funny, too, because in a remake, they did they did that again, too, where, like, they were, like, um, they're infrared, and they were, like, covered in that... <clears throat> but I like that idea, too, because it, it also brings you back to the, like, the primalism of, like, the state of that zombie, because it's just like, oh, no, he can sniff it. He can smell the sickness. Because even World War Z did that, 
Remember they like yeah they, they were targeting people who had terminal illnesses yeah. or were super sick or whatever. They never went to anything that had it. But and they, they could also smell it. They also played on that a little bit in Alien versus Predator because I remember that the main guy, um, who played Bishop in the Aliens movie. Uh, had a bunch of like lung cancer, and the predator like walked past him and didn't kill him because he saw that he was like contaminated. Yeah, yeah. he was like gonna die already. So the predator was like, man, whatever. I don't fucking care about that. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. It also is kind of depressing in a weird way. It was like, yeah, that's cool that you're not gonna get killed by this, but like, but also that sucks. You're literally like okay. something that seeks out life thinks that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> You are not life. <laughs> you are not fat. So I just feel like that's just very, like, it's a dark idea for sure. <laughs> Sorry to, like, way take it there, but, I mean. It's that's, true, though. That's, that's I did like real. that twist about World War Z, and I like that they kind of caught on to it, and he ended up injecting himself with Yeah, I don't remember what he gave was. himself, but I remember there was, like, that, uh, that drama then, because they, like, weren't sure that he had the one with the antidote. Because he, like, yeah. couldn't communicate with them, and they were like, please not that one, please not that one. Yeah. That was good. Cool. So now that we know that these work. Yay. We're so sorry about the audio. We've been working on it. We're also kind of not, though, because we still brought you something, and we still had a lot of great commentary, and now we realize we didn't fuck up the mic. We were just recording from my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a learning process, and we're here for it, and you're here for it, and you're going to learn with us, and it's only going to get better. Thank you for learning with us. Yeah, we appreciate you guys sticking through that. <laughs> I, I re- if you did. I re-listen to all of our episodes just to remember, like, the stupid shit that we say, and... Like, don't fuck your asshole up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or to listen to me, like, awkwardly blush the whole time you were complimenting me last... Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I re-listened to them once <laughs> after we post them, mm-hmm. and it was hard to get through. Yeah, so, that one was a tough one. Snaps to you if you got through it. I appreciate yeah. it. We yeah. appreciate it. We love you. We love you. And it's still pretty good. If you want us to re-record it, we might do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But anyway, tell us your theories on zombies, what you would do in an ideal, well, not ideal situation. In a zombie situation. Actually, what is your ideal zombie situation? What's your not ideal zombie situation? Yeah, and what would you Worst do? Worst case scenario, best case scenario, how would you react? Yeah, what kind we of We want to know. What would you eat? Because let me tell you, zombies are going to come back in the conversation on this podcast. And we're going to tell them what you think. What weapon would you use? That's one of them right now. Uh, Machete is my go-to. Machete is your go-to. Because bullets run out. Mm -hmm. And they're loud. They attract more. Yes. Machete is just so badass. Mm -hmm. Anything larger is too large. it seems like it's a Anything smaller is not effective. It would be easier to sharpen because it's a heavier. Does that make sense? And you can get them at Walmart for $7. What the fuck? Dude? You're welcome. I did not know. Yeah. You want to go to Walmart right now? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> They're not the sharpest. It's not the but anyway, <laughs> magazines and machetes. <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. We'll make it work. <laughs> Bye. Bye.